Welcome to the Mary's Mentors Podcast. My name is Mary Rose Swan. And I'm Mary Letitia Deal. And this is a podcast about business, life, human design, and whatever the fuck we want. (laughs) Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Mary. How are you today? I am doing pretty good, although... uh, under caffeinated. I have not had coffee yet this morning. I'm doing okay. I mean, let's just be real. I'm going to get coffee in less than an hour and my body is waiting for it. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I forgot to set my coffee pot up last night. Um, so I had to get up and make my own coffee. Oh, and then you know what? You, I handled it and I got some because I you remind some. yourself what a gift you're giving yourself every night. I mean, sometimes I do, I get, start getting lazy about making my coffee the night before, but Mary and I are up early every single day. So it really has become uh, <laughs> necessary to have that coffee ready to go at four 30 in the morning. Absolutely. Well, Welcome, everybody. We're doing a little bit of a shorter episode this week. Um, We wanted to talk about a couple of things, but before we started on our main topic, we love to share something every week. And so I will go first because I was actually just telling Mary about a book I'm reading, which will be hilarious because I I told her I hate repeating myself. So here I am repeating myself. Um, But last weekend, I got a recommendation from one of the girls in my challenge group uh, for a book called The Midnight at the Blackbird Cafe. And I'm just finding, I'm pulling it up on my public library um, app because I want to get the name of the author midnight at the blackbird cafe by Heather Weber. And Oh, just, I'm just so excited for summer. It's just making me want to eat like every kind of pie. I don't even really like pie that much. And this, this book talks about pie so much. I'm finding myself really craving some pie. So I know. I have a deep love for pie. My grandma was a pie maker. My mom owned a restaurant and we had a a lady like my grandma come in and make fresh pies twice a week, every week. So I have to say that I have a deep, profound love for pies. And when it comes to holidays, I usually make three. I always make three pies. And since I've um, taken on my new family, I eat three pies. <laughs> Very <No> my pies josh loves apple pie like he will totally take down an apple pie but that is pretty much it <laughs> i and I, I am one of those holiday pie lovers like i do love a good pumpkin pie but yeah the idea of fruit in pie i've never i just i'm not a big fruit dessert person that's just I, I, i've got to be more of one i will admit like eating a banana for dessert has become very much a regular thing for me to do but uh berries are different because seeds I've always got to think about seeds I love seeds I love the crunchy seeds so like anything that has crunchy seeds if I lived on the west coast like everybody would be blessed with blackberry pies for me yeah well then you need to write this one down go look listen to it go get it in your audible and listen to it because it sounds like you would probably really like this story I already wrote it down so my right I totally did not um, do a ton of, of stuff this week, but I did take a moment and I don't do this very often because I watch much TV, but I binge watched Bridgerton 
and I cried and I cried. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I an emotional release, but it was, it was pretty fabulous. The writing, I'm really excited that they're going to do another season. The writing was really good. It was very funny, um, but it was super emotional too. So that was- Yeah, there, yeah. It's, it was really good. I, I love Regency era. Like me, when I read books, like if, if it has, if there's romance and usually if there's like maybe a little bit of spies, but especially around the Napoleonic wars and things like that, like that time period is very much like my nips are straight up rock hard for the Regency (laughs) era. I, yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That is, I was excited to see that there was going to be another season. Um, And then Mary recommended that I started another show. And again, I don't watch TV. So when I do it, I'm going to just do it all at once. And that was uh, Ginny and Georgia on Netflix. And that's been fabulous. And then, the other day I'm watching it at work, like I'm finishing, I'm only allowing myself one episode, so I'm not just binging, but I was watching it at work and Emily comes in, she's like, are you watching this? And I was like, I am. She's like, isn't it fabulous? I'm like, it really is. Yes. And Emily is her daughter and my daughter and I are watching it together and we watch Bridgerton together too. And I would say like, that would be the next thing is like, tell Emily to start coming over after her shift to watch like an episode of a show with you There's and then no have like a little up until <laughs> to have 11 to 12 session. Like I love her so much, but we, that's weird. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, if I'm no, not you need to sleep. Can, I'm yeah, sure. like, here I am suggesting you stay up until 11 midnight. And I'm like, and then get up and get on this get call. Get up at 4.30 in the morning, please. Yep. You only need four and a half hours, right? <laughs> so, well, yeah, I love, I love both those shows. I'm, sl- we're also not going very quickly through Ginny and Georgia. We only got about three episodes in, but there's a lot of like, I just, I do like, how watching a show together creates dialogue and I watched the Gilmore Girls with my mom a long time ago like when that was on the the CW back when it was still the WB oh man that was a long time ago uh, so what's our topic today sis today we're going to talk about what we've been doing um which is kind of exciting we've been working with a coach which we talked about a little bit last week um, and she is teaching us how to do boot camps. And um, I'm really excited about all of the progress that we've made since we started working with her. And so um, I hope I covered her topic. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, what we're kind of finding from, I've noticed this, and this is the patterns that, that I feel I wouldn't say I'm especially equipped to notice patterns, but I will say that as a projector, that's kind of our thing. So sorry. Are we recording? Yeah, it says recording. I had the same panicky second myself. So don't worry. I I also panicked for a second, but it's, we are. Remember how, yeah, that's kind of funny that some people, did you do that last time too? I don't think so. Wasn't it Perla that was, (laughs) yeah. Okay. All right so funny when we've got three people on when we're recording uh anyway so the the whole what i've noticed and this is just i wouldn't say it's from being a projector specifically but maybe i would say that but seeing a big picture and seeing patterns and seeing things as they're happening and i'm seeing this huge push in different communities for these boot camps because 
for some, I mean, what it really comes down to is that for a lot of us, we don't want to really spend, we don't have the patience to spend time wasting time on something we don't know is going to, to provide us results. In five days, when you're working with a person, you can really tell, I think five days is actually like the perfect amount of time. Think about five dates. If you have five days and five dates, you're going to really know a person and know whether you're going to want to continue to even talk to that person. Right. So, and so I feel like that's kind of like the magic of doing a boot camp, and, and what we've been learning is that anyone that we would love to work with, is going to have enough time to decide if we're a good fit for them. And then we also get to decide if they're a good fit for us all through the, the process of, doing a boot camp and teaching something that we love to talk about. Yes, it's going to be really exciting. And I like that analogy. I like that you brought it up like dating because that is really, really true. And I have, I have to say that in our past, that was my window, in our past, when we've um, had our pre-meeting with clients where we sit down and we kind of discuss what they think their needs are in this, it's like a first date. But you don't always get all of the first impressions on the first date. And so then we're about five sessions in talking to people going, I had no idea. Like what? Hmm. <laughs> so I know. you're right as far as the boot camp goes. It's five days, it's free, it's fast. But at the same time, we're going to get dialogue. We're going to be able to have dialogue with these people and really try to understand more about how much activity they want to do, what they're willing to do, what their excuses are. Oh my God, what their excuses are, at least some of them. Um, And I think that that's really exciting because frankly, we don't get that in one or two meetings with one-on-one clients. It's not something that we even get to grasp until we're a month in. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think that it's also um, Mary having such an amazing background in training. This is, I just love to talk. I mean, so I feel as though the desire to take something that we're both super excited about and then just give so much value in the information that we have. Like everything that we're, we're learning is to drive towards value. Like it's not going to be just us blowing smoke up everyone's ass for an hour. It's real shit. We want to impart because it's actual, it's actionable. (laughs) It's actually actionable. (laughs) I'd say that 10 times fast. So I, I just, can't get over how much we've gotten done in two months compared to what we got accomplished in two years. It's pretty, it's pretty mind blowing. It is. Um, But at the same time, I have to say timing was everything because Mm -hmm. that two years of foundation laying that we really did do working slowly with clients, figuring out a little bit more about what we want to do versus what we don't want to do, which I think is part of the battle. I really feel like in this journey with us, um, knowing we want to work together, knowing how well we work together, but really having to lay the foundation of like, 
What direction are we going? Who do we want to work with? Why do we want to work with those people? And now that's all rolled into one and like just bam, 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 now working really quickly going, oh yeah, we spent two years figuring this out. Now let's roll it out. Now let's get it into a format that makes sense that we can easily get to people that's easily digestible and that hopefully will will make the right people be joining us to do what we love to do. And as you just said all that, I'm like, we've been focusing on female entrepreneurs so much. I'm like, we have this whole scope of information and it all still applies to every Tom, Dick and Harry and Jane and Martha and Vanessa we have information for everybody. It's not just people that do business. We're focusing on, on entrepreneurs because that's how we've honed this is through entrepreneurship. So we know that we can, we can serve those, those people because we've actually fucking walked two years in their shoes and struggled. And I feel like that's the, the important thing is, is if we hadn't had any struggle before this of not, a feeling like we didn't have the direction of feeling like we didn't know who we were supposed to be serving or how best to serve them. It wouldn't feel so laser focused. Now it, it's like, it's like crystal clear right now that we found what is giving us not, not the only thing, but like the potential it's given so much potential. And honestly, it's the only, I guess my, it's not even a doubt. It's just, everything is going to be built upon um, continuing to use Facebook. That's like the, the big thing is taking it offline mean or taking it out of the Facebook realm doesn't seem like it's probably going to be not that we have to it's Facebook is the place that everybody really is congregating and going to right now, but it does kind of bum me out that it is all kind of tied to that one thing. But you know, that's where we get creative and we say, okay, well, if this leads to fellowship, then we can create communities and spaces outside of Facebook that then will be able to house people that are there for the specific purpose of doing some really fucking fun work on themselves. Mm -hmm. We don't want it to be, it's not necessarily always going to be comfortable, but we, we do want it to be more fun to work on yourself. Um, because if it's not fun, I wouldn't fucking want to do it. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, it is, it is going to be uncomfortable. You have to get uncomfortable in order to move forward. Um, our comfort zone is what keeps us in the same place. Um, so I, I do, I, I do love that, that we're going to speak on that a little bit because ultimately we do want it to be fun. We want it to be exciting. It's exciting to change. It's exciting to have, um, new ideas and, and new groups of people and new communities to to share those ideas with. So I really, I really am excited about the whole realm of opportunity that this is opening. Um, and 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 the different folks that can take a peek and see what's going on. You know what I mean? I don't feel like I guess we haven't talked about this, but I know we're focused on female entrepreneurs, but I don't really want to like slam the gates down on Oh yeah. I'm like we're, maybe we just five-day boot camp with a bunch of crazy ladies. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think that that's also, you know, as the, that's what we love about the boot camp idea too, is that as it happens, it's going to change. And every single time that we learn from an experience, we're going to be able to say, Oh, 
you know, when we had that guy in our boot camp that time, he said that he would, you know, that so maybe offering something to business owners for it. I mean, that's gets me excited. Like it means that the, the, it's not just one thing. And we have so many niches. We have kayakers and people that want to start their own business and don't really know how to go about doing it. Maybe you're not quite an entrepreneur, but you want to be the entrepreneur. Like Mm -hmm. everything that we do with human design taps into how the authority that we have. And I was even thinking like yesterday when you and I were talking about my salads, I make this salad. It's pretty, it's like the most simple ingredient salad you'll ever see but it is in combination, the most amazingly delicious salad. And you had said like, um, we I broached, I had said this, that I had this idea and you were like, yeah, you could totally. So you actually, in that case, I kind of was like, oh, that was kind of like an invitation. It was a weird way to be, you know, because if I just said, hey, I want to start doing this thing, I would probably have people say no, no. But if I were to say, okay, well, I felt invited to reach out to some people and say, this is what I'm going to be doing if you're interested and see if that, if that works for them. Um, I don't know that that's my big thing with human design and, and authority and learning how to follow it is really like letting it guide us towards, towards things instead of telling ourselves all the time, no, you're not supposed to be doing that thing. It's not going to make you money. And I mean, honestly, a lot of what I do doesn't make me money, but it is also the work that I'm intended to be doing. So therefore my satisfaction in it isn't from getting money from it. And that's, it's a hard thing in society to be fucking not tied to a financial outcome to feel satisfied and successful. (laughs) It is a conditioning that I'm not sure like I know that we're slowly but surely working on but overcoming it is very difficult like the conditioning of our brain overpowering the rest of our body telling us what to do it is very frustrating and I find that emotionally frustrating sometimes the more that I learn that Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I've been conditioned to really think a certain way and I'm so 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 automatic on certain things that it it really I have to stop and and that's hard for me because I'm a generator and I go 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 so I have to actually stop and go this isn't a time for me to respond and I need to stop and think about things before I move on and when I say think about things I don't really even mean with my head. I really mean I need to listen to my body and see what the rest of my body yeah, is doing yeah. and feeling so feeling that I can make sense of what my head is trying to tell me or tell me not to because I'm so conditioned. And I think that people really take that for granted, that that such automatic conditioning that we got from our parents and our grandparents and every other human being that we've ever interacted with, our jobs and all of these things that have told us what to do, how to think and why to do it. And it's made our brains go logical. Like, oh, logically, I used to use this, oh, my ex-husband, my poor (laughs) ex-husband. 
I, I mean, I used to just really be able to just always break things down by my brain and not ever listen to my gut. And you know what? I had ulcers. By the age of 23 years old, I had ulcers, um, stomach ulcers from stress. And you know what that was now that I get to reflect and look back? That oh. was not listening to my gut. That was me listening to the conditioning that I've always had and what society has always told me. Oh, you got something going on. Okay, we're back. So you were, t and I think I'm just going to see on the recording if I can just take that whole section out. So where you ended up with saying was like the conditioning that you, you did heavily listen to the conditioning of your mind. And that's, I mean, the biggest thing that is what the experiment of human design is. That is really all that it is. It is breaking down our conditioning and it takes seven years and I guess it's really exciting because I feel like maybe now I'm in year two, not, and, and, and I feel like you're probably starting, you're in that first year is that now that we've kind of got this time under our belts, it is all, all that we do with our lives now <laughs> is look at the series of decisions and, and opportunities and let those things flow because we're not able to like, I can't control what's, what's going on in other people's lives. I know that that makes the projector in me cringe a little bit because she's such a guide and she wants to help other people, but she can't make other people do anything. <laughs> That's I think the, the burden, the cross that, that I meant to bear. But um, the, the whole, everything that you do in learning and, and living human design is all about addressing how your mind has been told what to do so long that you don't question it, that it becomes automatic. I'm not saying like things like brushing your teeth, but then I think even things like brushing our teeth are things that we, our, our brains want to create habits and um, that's our mind. That is absolutely the mind. And I think that's also going to be a really interesting topic, Mary, down the road is looking at the human design aspect of how we deny it and then what the, the physical repercussions are. Because I really will say, like, I'm not saying everyone's going to be enlightened with human design at the age of like eight years old in school, but think about it. Like if we understood more about that, would we be seeking out ways to feel other than ourself if we understood like that our, that our mind is going to take us down roads that aren't necessarily meant for us because it's looking to always create the easiest, laziest way to get anything done. Yeah, safety. Our brains are all designed around safety and keeping us safe as human beings. Um, and so it's, it's really true that we've our brain has helped us create habits that keep us safe. So. I, sorry, my son is in here telling me he wants Under Armour leggings. I'm like, I'm recording. <laughs> okay, we've got dogs, we've got kids. It's 5:45 yeah, in the morning. 
<laughs> we got windows. We got doors. We got cats. Just kidding. Um, I don't have a cat. No cats in this house. No cats. Yeah, gross. <laughs> My son is already dressed in shorts for the day. He is. Well, I guess it is already 30. It's already 34 degrees outside. So 34 degrees. Yeah. This is like some of the celebrate in Montana is when I know it's going to be nearly 60 today. It's supposed to be 61 this week. And I have a walk scheduled. My, my Saturday morning is going to be busy this weekend. <laughs> Only in Montana. Do we get really excited? Like as soon as it hits 40, 45 degrees, mm -hmm. we start windows and fucking wearing shorts and <laughs> yep. really excited about our yeah. I let I, Thad came home and he'd been in the car you know two days in a row so we went for a walk last night over by the little pond and it was sunset and it was really lovely so nice. we don't go for walks very often but I kind of urged him to go because he had been in a car and his knee needs to get moved around and all that jazz. So, all right. I think then we we've talked about our boot camp. We went off on to a, of course, a human design tangent as always, but I think that that's really, um, it's good information. I mean, we want to kind of continue to pull back the, 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 the veil on human design. It's not, it's not something that anyone can't get into and learn about, uh, and kind of understand exactly how, how it works and how once you kind of start it's an effortless working of it it doesn't require you to do like a workbook or anything to learn how to do human design it just requires you to start listening to your body it's kind of amazing it's really crazy <laughs> <laughs> all right well do you have anything you want to say in closing sweet lady i don't think so i'm looking forward to spring me too. I can't wait for, I always saw the cutest thing. A man got a duck, his, like her, his wife was filming in the car. It's like when you send your husband into the store to get one thing and he comes out and he's like, I bought a duck and it's a little baby duck. And oh my God, I was like, I would have bought a duck too. So our very first Easter, very first spring after Trevor was born, my ex-husband came home with three ducks, <laughs> three baby ducks. Yes. 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 Unfortunately, that summer when we went camping, something got into our duck area oh. and, got, and got them. I think got two of them and it was, it was rough, but it was, it was duck. Sweet. we had little baby ducks running around our house and Trevor was oh. so excited. <laughs> they are so cute. Oh. All um, right. Well, may your days be bright and merry. See you later.